Okay, so we had a bit of a break in our studying Oros HaTorah. So we just tried to listen to where we stopped. We're going to start from the beginning of Perak Beza again, without all of the background information that we had last time, which was really trying to give a historical context of Cook was writing in, which was, Rav Cook, of course, was the son of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Cook, who was a student in the Velazhen Yeshiva, Rav Cook also studied, on the one hand, strong Lithuanian stock, on the other hand, his mother was a descendant of Chabad Hasidim. So Rav Cook was trying to bring together, as he was trying to do with really everything, he was a synthesizer, as I once noted, his name is Avraham Yitzchak, Chassid and Gevura, even in his name itself. And his last name is Cook, which is Yiddish for eyes, which have a right and a left side, synthesized to create a single picture. Everything about Rav Cook, he was a Kohen, which is, as the Maharal points out, Kohen is 75, which is right in between 7 and 8. We don't have a Nikudo, so you can't have 7.5. 75 is right in between 7 and 8. It bridges the world of this world and the next world. It's the, Cohen is on the one hand, like the Gemara says, Shlucha Didan, he's the Shliach of the Jewish people to connect the Jewish people to Hashem. And he's also Shlucha Drachman, he's the Shliach of Hashem to bring Hashem to the Jewish people. So Avraham Yitzchak, HaKohen Kuk, is Kulo, Chesed and Gevura, right side and left side of the eye, Kohen, which brings together the spiritual and the physical. That's the whole of Kuk's whole Indian was this synthesis of, of different worlds. And so, not surprisingly, here, in a perek that's called Torah Lishma, which was perhaps one of the great pulmusin, one of the great uh, debates between the Lithuanian world and the Hasidic world, in terms of what is Torah Lishma. So Rav Kook tries to synthesize the two of them together. And so at first he says, Inyan Torah Lishma L'Shem HaTorah. What is Torah Lishma? It means learning Torah for the sake of that word Torah, which means Torah Milashon Hora'a. It means to know what the Torah demands of us which sounds very much like the Nefesh that is the Nefesh Chaim. Torah is not about Dveikus Bashem. Torah is not about, uh, meaning if it was, says the Nefesh then we should just learn Tehillim all day, because Tehillim is so frontally about talking, and to, talking to and, and relating to Hashem in this very you know, explicit sort of way. But we're talking about uh, whether the Kedushin is valid or not, or, you know, Shor Shanagach HaSapara, if an ox gores a cow, like, what does it do with Hashem? And in fact, one of the great problems that we have in the world is that, as we'll talk about later in the Sefer, is that people tend to think that the Torah and the world are at odds with each other. So you'll have a lot of times, I would say that in a place like Oraita, you have to be even more careful about this. In other yeshivas, you have to be careful about the opposite. In other yeshivas, you have to be careful because they don't have enough exposure, let's say, I'm not saying any specific issues <coughs> that do it great and probably do it better than, 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 than we're doing here. But in a lot of places, so there's not really, Hashem is not mentioned so much. There's not so many classes that talk about Amunah and talk about Hashem. And even the Gemara is, is certainly not taught in a way where Hashem is like so present in, 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 the, in the discussion. And the big themes of what Judaism is all about, the Dvarm Gedolim of Judaism. And it's more focused on the Havayas Dabai Veravah. And so there, the concern is that you could forget about Hashem and you could think that the Torah is, the Torah is, is stuck down here in this world and these things. And, like, you don't, you don't, and, and so what ends up happening often, like over a period of time, is that people who study in a place like that will begin to be, even if they're really good at it, and at first that you know, takes you so, 
so far, you know, you fill up your tank on the, on the gas of feeling good that you're like the best guy in the shear, that you get it, you know how to learn well. But after a while, I've had unbelievable, unbelievable Tamini Chachamim who studied with me. I once had a student who was like such a, such a unbelievable Torah scholar. You know, he was like, or he was becoming one. He wasn't, you know, but he was, he had like the, and he confided in me one time. He was really good at learning and he was, seemed to be really into it. And he confided into me one, at one time. I hadn't seen him for about six months. And then I saw him, I, we learned together for a period of two months in the summer. And I saw him and he told me, he said, I can't even, he said, I can't open a book. I can't look at the Gemara. It's disgusting to me. Because he got lost in the details. I'm like, who cares about that, you know? Here you have the same problem, but the opposite. It's because we're so aware that every single detail of the Torah is, we know what the Torah is. The Torah is like this delicious transcendental wisdom. So then when we look at the details, we say, ah, this isn't Torah. I can only learn something that's going to like bring it to me straight, you know, right into the IV, right into the veins, like something that's going to talk to me on the level of what I know Torah truly is. And so a person doesn't have enough patience to go in the details. A person who doesn't have exposure, they don't even believe that the details have their Rabbana Shalom in it. A person who knows so deeply that Hashem is in all the details doesn't have patience for the details, so they just want the Rabbana Shalom from the details. You know? And either way, those are both, those are both tilting in the wrong direction. What we need to have is what Rav Kook's going to talk about really in, in Paragimel, but also in Parag Bez a little bit, is learning how to synthesize the world of Torah Lishma means Torah Lishema Torah. It means we need to know what the Torah is saying, because knowing what the Torah is saying is accessing the king. It is the divine mind. And therefore, the deepest way that we can access Hashem is through this mushal of a mushal of a mushal of a mushal of what Hashem is thinking about, which is dressed over and over and over again in these different mashalim in order to bring Hashem's wisdom to us. And that's why when we do Torah in the right way, when we're learning the details but with an awareness of the fact that we're connecting to Hashem, like I once told you the story with the Chos of Ublin, he was learning with the Talmud, and he said, if you ever see me getting carried away with the learning and you think that I forgot Hashem, just give me a tap and say, Rebbe, and point, point, point upward, point heavenward. So the two of them were learning together, and one time they were learning a Tosos, and they were getting really into it, and they couldn't figure out the Tosos, and they started pulling Achronim off the shelves. This is the Chassidim already, it's already in the, you know, a little bit later, in the 1700s. So there's already like Svarim, and they're pulling Svarim off the shelf, and they're like looking, and, and, and the Chuzulin jumped onto a chair to grab a saver from like high up, and the Talmud's like, the Rebbe like jumped on a chair, like getting a saver from high up, like, how could he be thinking about Hashem right now? He looks like he's like too much in the sugya. So he said, Rebbe, he said, he said, Rebbe, and the Chuzulin turned around, and he pointed to Shamayim, and the Chuzulin smiled, he said, no, no, I'm still there, I'm still, I still got it, I'm still with Hashem, you know? So to be able to do that, to be able to really be Osek in the sugya, like your whole body is in it, you know? But to, still be completely connected to Hashem is, is what we're going to learn how to do with Rav Kook here. The Metzius HaChachma, the revelation of wisdom, the, the, the reality of, of this wisdom, is the Ratzon Hashem. Hashem wants that His wisdom should spill into the world. Says the Targum on that Pasuk, B'Chachma, B'Chachma, means B'Chachma, Reishis Chachma. Right? Chachma is, Reishis is the first. It's the first of the spheres. So, Bereishis, Bara Elokim Yisrashmai Mitzharetz, means Bechachma Bara Hashem Elokim Yisrashmai Mitzharetz. Now, what's the base of Bechachma? Bechachma Hashem Bara Hashem Mitzharetz. What's that base doing? Be could mean with, but Be, as Rashi understands it, in the simple interpretation of Bereishis means Bishvil Reishis. 
Bishvil. Bishvil Chachma, Bar Hashem. Hashem created the world with His wisdom for the sake of His wisdom, for the sake of bringing His wisdom to us. That's why Hashem created the world. Hashem wants us to see the world through His eyes. He wants us to see reality through His eyes and He wants us to do it slowly. That's why it's taken all these years. We're slowly, slowly, slowly. Now we have more and more, as Rav Kook spoke about, and as Rav Kook predicted even before these things were available to us, we have more and more using the science and the technology of the day, we have more and more ability to recognize what reality is, which is, it's, a, it's software that Hashem is creating. It's Chachma. The, word, the reality is Chachma. The table is not, is not physical, it's wisdom. The table is wisdom. And Hashem wants us not to just be able to see the wisdom like we spoke about last week, in what can I do with this table, but how should I use this table? To come back to Hashem, like Rabbi Nachman says in Torah, Aleph and Kutim Aran, to take the Seichel Shebechol Dover, the Chachma Shebechol Dover, Ulehiskare Hashem Al Yidei Oso Dover. To take the wisdom Shebedavar and to be miskari Hashem through that thing. That is the reason for the creation. Hashem created the physical world with Chachma for the sake of us accessing that Chachma and getting close to Hashem through it. Ki mitziyas ha-Chachma yiratzon Hashem yizbarach. Hashem wants that wisdom to be actualized and for us to have full control over it. That's what it means to be B'Tzel and Elohim. Elohim means Baal HaKochos Kulam. Hashem wants us to be infinitely powerful, to be able to manipulate reality to the fullest extent. But He wants us to do it in a way which is godly. He wants us to do it not in the way that we can do, what we can do, but what we should do. The whole difference between when technology is used in the right way and when it's used in the wrong way is like... I mean, the power of technologies and, and science and scientific advancement, like Rav Dessler writes in Mechtav Melio, in the first volume, he has a, an essay where he says, what has technology brought us? It's brought us flight. Flight has an unbelievable power of bringing people together. And yet, what do Chazal say? That kinus letzadikim, tov lahem tov lolam. When tzadikim are able to get, you know, get together very easily, when you could have it that people who are all over the world, wherever they happen to be geographically, can just easily hop on a phone and they can get together and they can discuss major issues and try to solve them and control the environment of the world and control the world. And so they can get together, it's good for them, it's good for the world. But Rav Dasar said, but then that Gemara says, that Kinos the Rishayim is Ra Lahem It undermines their own happiness. They rob themselves of their own happiness based on what happens when they get together. And it robs the world of, of sanity as well. And so flight, this is the example that he gives. He gives other examples. It's like also the creation of, you know, the ability to hack nuclear power. Nuclear power could generate enough energy that we could effectively stop charging people for electricity. There's enough electricity to create fresh water and food and, and to heat up with nuclear power all over the world. But it can also destroy large swaths of a countryside with, it, with being used in the wrong way because the Chachma of Hashem, that Hashem wants to be with Paul, is that we should be unlimited in our power, but that we should, the only thing that should limit our power is not the, is not the forces of nature, but the only thing that should limit our power is, well, what does Hashem want us to do with this power? And the Torah not only tells us how to do everything, but how we ought to do it meaning it gives us the wisdom to be able to do everything, I firmly believe that if we truly understood the Torah well, it would give us the tools to analyze nature in such a way that we would, we would have control over literally everything. I believe that. 
I mean, I, I believe that because I, I know that there were big tzaddikim who were able to see things in the Torah that regular people can't see through their Torah wisdom, through their Torah genius. But even not on such a firmy level, not, not as such a ma'amin, not as such a, a gullible believer, you know? As, a, as just a, as, as an understanding of the fact that the Torah will tell us how we ought to use the things that we are going in this very roundabout way of trying to discover these things, but how the Torah will tell us how to utilize these things in the best way possible, how to control reality. And it's, we need much less than we think we need. If we would follow this Chachma of Hashem, the wisdom of the Torah, to the end of what it has to offer us, it would provide for us a reality, both a reality of consciousness and also a reality of physical reality. It would be so pleasant and so wondrous, more than anything you could possibly imagine. The Friyadikar Rebbe one time was passing by two of his Hasidim who were arguing about, what, about whether uh, socialism is better or whether capitalism is better. And the Friedrich Rebbe said, Torah is better. What does it mean Torah is better? He said, because Torah has certain capitalist ideas and certain socialist ideas and it takes the best of all of these different things and it brings it, it's the Yoser Nechmada Ma'ula Mikoma Sha'ef and Akidekach that we believe that in Golos, this is part of, this is part of a standard Jewish theology, that in Golos, Part of what Gullus is about is retrieving these ideas from the nations of the world. So that they took these ideas, not in a, not, I don't mean this in a bad way, in a, in a, that there are sparks of Kedusha, of good ideas that are in every nation in the world. And by the Jewish people being hosted in these different nations, we have access to all these different, of the best ideas of humanity, which means the best ideas of humanity that's made with Salem which means the best ideas of the Torah, ways of reading the Torah in such a way. They'll be able to take truly the most synthesized, perfected ver- version of reality through the help of the Torah and our exposure to all these different things so that we can create a reality that is Yoster Nechmada Umu'ulam Mikomash Efshad Nechashim. The Einchis Achisaron Ki Imisideinu. So why don't we have, we have the Torah? Why don't we have this reality if we have the Torah? We have the playbook. So what's the problem? Ein Achisaron Ki Imisideinu. The lack, any lack that we experience in the Torah and in our current reality, our way of looking at the world, is only It's only from our perspective. Only because we are sunken in our bodies. Meaning to say we are viewing even the Torah through the lens of our own ego. Since we view the Torah itself through the lens of our own ego and our own desires, we don't recognize the greatness and the strength, the iloi mitziusa, the supernal nature of its, of this reality that the Torah is offering for us. Now that's a paradox of a statement. If I've ever, if I've ever read one, what is the chachmas Torah? Okay, so what do we need in order to have this? most perfect reality, we need the Chachmas HaTorah, which is the Giloi Ratzon Hashem B'Paol. Now, how do we get it? Well, Chachmas HaTorah Harehi Giloi HaEloki Kefi Ritzono It is the revelation of godly wisdom in accordance with His will. That is to say, until Hashem said, that the Zohar Kadosh should be revealed in the world, we didn't have access to that Chachma of the Torah. Or at least we didn't have access to that Chachma of the Torah. 
Maybe there were Yechidei Segula who did. But we didn't have access to it. And until the Baal Shem Tov came to the world, and until Yisrael Salanter came to the world, until the Chavetz Chaim came to the world, and until I'll even say it, lest I be mistaken for saying something Gaivadeh, but until Davidel came to the world, then Davidel's Torah didn't exist in the world. And neither did yours. The Vilna Gon said that every Chiddush in Torah that a person comes up with is unique to their Chilik in Torah that no Torah giant, even the Gra himself, couldn't have come up with in his Give us our portion of the Torah because every Jew has a Chilik in Torah until Hashem's Ritzono, until Hashem is ready to reveal that Torah to the world, it's not coming to the world. The Chachmas Torah is only going to be revealed when Hashem is ready for it to be revealed. Torah of Mashiach is only going to be revealed when Hashem is ready to reveal that Torah. But how do we access it? So this is the paradox. It's only when Hashem wants to. It's when Hashem wants it to happen through our hard work and our study down here below. In other words, it's a partnership. It has to be that Hashem is ready for it to be revealed. But even if Hashem is ready for it to be revealed, unless a person actually goes and accesses it, unless a person actually puts in the work and does the study, it's not going to happen. So there's a mashal from the Chavetz Chaim that I heard from Rav Weinberger many years ago. I don't know where the mashal is printed in the Chavetz Chaim, but I know that it's true because I heard it from Arabi. So the Chavetz Chaim said that once there was a, once there was a, a poor person who asked for a meeting with a very wealthy guy, and he said, if it's possible, I don't want to bother you, but maybe I could come by your house one night and uh, I just want to share with you like my, my plight and how like I'm really, I'm a hard worker and, and I have a plan to get out of it. I just, I don't have, I don't have any savings. I need to like, I need some money in my bank account so that I don't have to worry about like where I'm going to eat so that I can like invest and do my plan, which is going to make both of us a ton of money. So the wealthy guy sees, this is an earnest fellow and there's chain in his eyes. He says, all right. Come by my house tonight, 7 o'clock. Here's the address. See you then. Unbelievable. Great. 7 o'clock. This Gvir is sitting in his home. And he's sitting there with a cup of tea. He's got another cup of tea. He's waiting for you. He knows the guy's coming in a second. You know, he's, he's had his, one of his servants in the house make a cup of tea. And he's waiting for this poor guy to come. 7, 7.15, 7.30, 7.45, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Nothing. Tea's cold. He drinks his tea. Learns a little bit, goes to sleep. Next morning he wakes up. And in shul, again, this guy's coming around with his, uh, you know, with his uh, pushka. And the guy says, what happened last night? You were supposed to come. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. I couldn't make it. And he said, I really, he's like, he's, like, he's like, I was sitting there. I was waiting for you. Like, we were going to talk. Your business plan, the whole thing. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't, I, yeah, I knew I was supposed to come. And like, I, I just, I got tied up with stuff. And like, I didn't come. He's like, he's like, but I really want to do this. You think I could come again tonight? I'm so sorry. Like, he says, all right, come tonight. You know, I have a meeting tonight at, at 7. It's not going to work at 7, but come at 8 o'clock. Like, let's do it. Again, you know how the story's going to go. 8 o'clock comes. The guy doesn't show up. So the Chavetz Chaim said, when he sees the guy the next day, if the guy dares to ask for me, he says, what a chutzpah. You keep asking me for a meeting. I'm willing to help you. All you have to do is literally come and pick up the check. You know, I, I already gave you the meeting. That's like 90% like, of the thing is getting the meeting. I'm going to give you a check. It's going to change your whole life. All you have to do is show up and pick up the check 
And what is it? And so now I'm going to see you again in shul. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't come. Like, uh, give me a third time. So the Chafetz Chaim said, every day a Jew stands before Hashem three times a day. Say, "V'sein chalkenim sursa, v'sein chalkenim sursa, v'sein chalkenim sursa." Give us our chelik and Torah. Give us our chelik and Torah. Give us our chelik and Torah. Hashem says, "Okay, I'll give you chelik and Torah." Just meet me tonight at eight o'clock in the base and I'll, I'll give you your chelik and Torah. Ah, oh, you know. So Baruch Hashem, you're doing it. It's very easy to say this as a bacher and be like, "Yeah, like what's the problem?" But you know how many people all over the world are saying, "V'sein chalkenim sursa, v'sein," and then they come home and they have good excuses. They're tired. They worked really hard, supporting their family. They keep torn mitzvos, you know, and they get home, and they're just exhausted. And they asked for a meeting with Hashem. They said, give us the battery pack that's going to give our life wings to fly. And I know the difference. I know the difference in an instant. I can meet with a student that leaves yeshiva a year, two, three, four, five out, and I can look at them for three seconds and have a three-minute conversation with them, and I know if they're going to pick up the check or not because they're... Their whole face is totally different. Their whole life is so different. They're so they're they're tapped into some. They're tapped into the to the source of 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 simcha sechayim. And so people say the simcha kingdom sechayim. And Hashem says, no problem. I'll give you to just show up and pick up the check, and I'll give you your chidushim in Torah. Not just to be able to learn Torah. Chidushim, chidushim is the battery pack. I know it from my own life. The reason why I am obsessed with learning Torah to the degree that I am, you know, in my own small way, the, the, my obsession with learning Torah is solely on the back of the gishmak of saying a chiddush. Saying something, a chiddush in Torah that no one else said before, or reading something in a way that no one ever said it before, because I know that it came directly from Hashem, is greater than any pleasure I've ever experienced in my life. And every once in a while, you get it. When you come and you show up and you put in the hard work, and one of them, what happens? What happens? Chachmas Torah, he giloy eluki. Hashem is ready to give it to you. In accordance with His will, He has to be ready to give it to you, otherwise it's not going to happen. And there are plenty of nights when you're pounding away and you don't get a chiddush. But I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say, I, I am a chiddush collector. That is, I, why do I learn Torah? I learn Torah because I want to bring the Ratz Hashem to the world. And how do you bring the Ratz Hashem to the world? By knowing the most Torah, so you have the most puzzle pieces, so you can maybe say a chiddush. That is Torah Lishma. That's my Torah Lishma. And that's, what, that's the way I'm reading Rav here right now. That Chachmaz HaTorah HaRehi Gilo Eloki Firotzoni Yisbarach It's Hashem's will to reveal this thing at this time. Habam Yitzad Avodaseinu V'Talmudenu Hashem is ready to give in accordance with the number of piece, puzzle pieces of Torah of little tiny details of a, of a medrash here and a, and a pasuk here and a halacha here and a, and a, and a, and a pshat and a gemara here and a, and, a, and a fancy piece of lamdus here and all of that works together so that when Hashem is ready if you put in the hard work and you have all these puzzle pieces, Hashem says, just move your hands slightly over here and all of a sudden never do that when you're making like a puzzle and you like all of a sudden, and you see a picture that was there all along but you, just, you didn't see it because you didn't, Hashem wasn't ready for you to put those pieces together. Oh. So this is now, this is what I was saying a second ago but now we're going to say it even more clear. When a person learns Torah, they bring from potential to actual. They actualize the potential as Torah l'shma is chidush Torah. That's what I think Rav Kook is saying here. It's chidush Torah that comes through hard work of understanding the Torah, and that is a literal kiss on the mouth from Hashem. When a person says a chidush, 
They're being kissed by Hashem. That's why it feels so good. Say Chiddush. Being kissed by Hashem. And so, Hinei kol halomi Torah hu motzi me'akoach elapoel es metzius chachmas mitzad nafsho. When a person learns Torah in this way, they bring from its hidden, dormant, latent state to actualized state, the metzius chachma, the reality of this chachma, mitzad nafsho. That is in accordance with his own soul, his own unique portion of Torah. Like my father always says, that what is our chilek in Torah? Now I understand a little bit better what he means when he says this. What is, my father said this many times, what is our chilek in Torah? We all have the same Torah. What's, our, what's my chilek in Torah? So like I said, it's our chidush, but that's not my father. That's not my father says it. My father says it because he's giving the, meaning how do I come to a chidush? How does Hashem give me the chidush that he gives me? There's a certain hashkacha pratis. So I'll, I'll, let me tell you the, the Mishnah of the way my father says it, and then I'll give you the Gemara. Okay? The Mishnah of the way that my father says it. And my father says, what is, our, what is the person's chilek in Torah? It's the order that you learn the Torah in. Because one person learns brachos, and then they learn Megillah, and then they learn Kedushin, and then they learn Bab Metziah, and then they learn... Right? And one person, you know, uh, in their school, they learned a little bit of Bereshus here, and then, like, they only got through a few brachos, and the next year they're starting Shemos already, and then, Every person, there's not a single one of us who learned the same Ma'amari Chazal and Tzukim and, and Sifre Chasidus and whatever in the same order. So my father says, what is our chilek in Torah? It's the order that Hashem, through Hashkacha Pratis, allows us to learn it in. Now what determines that? That's the mission. That's the statement. That's, the, that's my father's statement. Now what does my father mean by that? And how does that happen? So we know that Ein Adam Lomid El B'makom Shalibo Chafetz. This is the cornerstone of the Weinberg uh, base measure system, which is Mushrash and my father. A person can only learn what their heart is drawn towards. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't be part of a Seder of, like, a, of a yeshiva, like Baruch Hashem, we've all been through yeshiva systems. And, but there's a way of even learning the Marmakomos that's in a way that's B'makom Shalibu Chafetz. And also, to the degree that a person does outside of the three starim of learning, things that their heart is pulled towards, they'll have patience for the sources that are being thrust at them even against their will. When a person is happy with learning Torah, so then it doesn't matter what the Mara Makom sheet is that you got from the Rebbe, because you're, you're, you're rooted in Makom Shalibu Chafetz. So therefore, what determines the order that I learn things in? My Ratzon to learn what I like to what I like to learn. Why is it that when I was in uh, YU, when I was 19, 20 years old, I had this burning desire to learn Hilchus Havdalah? I have no idea. I have no idea. I know I wanted to, and I know that I did. And after I finished that, I did Hilchus Tachanun. Not Kesher. Why? All of a sudden I was like, I was like, oh, that's it. Like, I'm going to learn about Tachanun. And I remember, I could still remember sitting, I still have the notes from it, I still remember. Why did I learn that, and then that, and then... And then, you know, and I remember when my brother came back from Eretz I remember when he was 18, 19 years old, I remember we, I was in Eretz for the year, and he was, that must have been that he was three years out already, because we're three years apart. And I remember he came to visit Sukkis time with my family, and he was like learning Hilchus Kibur Aim. Why? Because that was the Shorosh of his Neshama that was saying, this is what I want to learn right now. The Makam Shalibu Chafetz, I want to do this project. I want to learn Hilchus Shabbos, I want to learn Hilchus Mikvah, I want to learn Hilchus Kashrus, I want to learn whatever a person wants to learn, but Makum Shlibu Chafetz, that is their soul saying, this is what Hashem is giving to me right now. 
That is what Hashem is prepared to reveal. Now I have to put in the hard work. He's revealing his own soul's desire. Nafsho is ratzon, what I want. And certainly, one cannot compare the light which emanates through the Chidushet Torah that are associated with this particular soul, meaning my soul, to the light which is born out of the connection between the soul and between the Torah and a different soul. In other words, each individual person's neshama is a, is a filter through which to interact with and therefore create different chemical reactions that set off different pieces of the divine will. It's because based on my soul. You cannot compare the light which emanates from a chiddush through the chibor. I, I love this lashon. The chibor of the Torah. It's like a chemical reaction. The chibor of my soul in the Torah creates a new compound that is a gilu of Ratzon Hashem, which is totally dissimilar, which cannot be compared at all to the ore which is born out of the ischabrusa l'nefesh acheres. The imkain, and therefore, what does it mean to learn Torah l'shma? Therefore, when I learn Torah in order to understand the Torah so that I can reveal my unique soul connection to the Torah so that therefore I can receive a kiss from Hashem, I have united the world of the Nefshachayim and the Tanya. In order to reveal my unique soul Chiddush, I need to know the material. If I don't know the material, then Hashem cannot reveal the Chiddush. And I can promise you from my own experience, and with the guarantee of what Rav Kook is saying here, I can't explain it to you, but I can guarantee it to you, that if you say a Chiddush in Maseches Kiddushin, you will have as much, if not more, pleasure than you have from the moment when you actually do Kiddushin with your wife, which is a very pleasurable thing. When you're Mekadish, your wife, that simcha of getting married, you can experience when you're being Mekadish, a chiddish in Kiddushin, or for that matter, when you're being Mekadish, a chiddish in some detail in Choshin Mishpat. Why does it, why? I don't know why. But in the moment that I understand that Torah well enough to say something new, to say something novel, then I am Davuk Tashem in this way of receiving Neshikos Pihu. The shikos from directly from the from the mouth of Hashem, direct. And that is what Rav Kook says. He mitzias yoser You cannot imagine how it, filled with ecstasy a person is when they experience that. Or maybe you can, because maybe you experienced it before, and you know what I'm saying is true. Ve'im who magdil Torah so what are you doing when you say a chiddush? You are literally increasing the sum total of the Torah. You're magdil the Torah. There's more Torah now in the world than there was before. The kaven shakadosh bruchu wrote the Torah, and since that is fulfilling the will of Hashem, Hashem wants there to be more Torah because that's what He said. 
Hashem created the world for the sake of revealing his wisdom to the world. Hashem wants there to be more of his Torah in the world. Therefore, what is the straight path? What is the path that combines the two study paths? The path which is only looking to just fly in the heavens with Hashem. And the path which is only looking to understand the Torah without even paying attention to Hashem. What's the Derech Yeshara? What is the straight path that combines the path of the Baltanya and the Nefshechayim, of Lithuania and Chasidus together? Haderech Hayashar, who sheyilmad ha'adam mitzad ha'havaso es ha'or ha'gadol? Person should learn Torah with an intense love of this great light that Hashem wants to reveal. Sherotz Hashem is Baruch Begilu Mitziuso. She is Gadol Yoser Veyoser. That I want, I'm learning Torah, Torah Lishma, Lishema Torah, for the sake of this Torah. But what is this Torah? This Torah is the Giloi or Eluki that Hashem wants to reveal to the world. So I should learn because of my love for the increase of this divine wisdom in the world. Now I should do it in such a way where I know, because I'll admit also that the backside of this is being a Chiddush junkie, right? I'm a Chiddush junkie, I'll say it. I'm a Chiddush junkie, that's true. So, but that, that could be revealed in a holy way, where that's my, that's, that's like when I know that I've reached, you know? A person who is a Chiddush junkie knows that in order to have Chidushim, you need to, you need to do the hard work. And not every day is Chidushim, not every second is Chidushim. Unless you're Zuchat to that kind of soul. When we call Shekin Lechadish, Amos Hashem wills it, Kifir Ritzoni Yisbarach. Sherot Hashem Yisbarach, Vigil Yisbarach, Shi Yisgal Yosef Yosef, we call Shekin Lechadish Betorah, Shuvadai Hagdola Satora Mamish Beor Kafel. Every time that I understand the Torah, even if it's not new, it's by definition new. Because it's the first time that this piece of Torah is interacting with Davidal, which has, who has a unique soul, and who learned the Torah, as my father explained it, in this particular order. Because when I learn, right, you can't compare, if somebody learns, that Mishnah, and then they learn a Mishnah in Meseches Megillah, in that order, there's a different way that you run those two things through each other, than if I learn first the Mishnah in Megillah, then I learn the Mishnah in Brachos. Just, that's fundamentally, that's how synapses in the brain work. So when I learn anything new, how am I learning it if I'm doing it right? And I'm not really able to do this, but in some philosophical sense, what am I doing? In some subconscious sense, what am I doing? When I learn something new, I run it through all of my previously existed synthesized knowledge of everything that I know, and, and that's exactly what's happening. Right? What happens when you learn something and it makes you think of something else? That is your brain doing the work for you. I don't know exactly how that works. But somehow I learned this new information and it reminds me of something else. What does it mean it reminds me of something else? It means that subconsciously, in some way, however that gets processed by the brain, my brain is running that idea through, based on where the information is stored in the brain, exactly how you speak to a neurologist, exactly how it's happening. But that, that new idea triggers some old idea and allows me to understand both of those things in a new way. What does Rashi say on that If you listen to something old, meaning to say, if you, if you learn something that's been said already, then 
If you'll listen to something that's all the stuff that's already been said, then tishmo, then you'll say new things. And so that is Torah Lishma for Rav Kook. And the way that we're explaining it right now, even that Rashi, Imshamoa Tishmo, is to be passionate about understanding the Torah in order to have puzzle pieces to put together to say chidushim, to bring more godliness into the world, more of the divine mind into the world. And that's Hagdala Satara Mamish or Kafel. By the way, just Derch uh, Agav, um, we know that on Shabbos, a person has a Nisham Yisira. So the Mishnah Bura, the Mishnah Bura quotes from the Shla Kadosh, which is quoting from the Zara Kadosh. This is in the Poskim, this is in the Mishnah Bura, Halachic work. Guys like me always find these Mishnah Buras, you know. My two favorite Mishnah Buras are about how when we say Kaddish, Hashem gets off his Kisei Kavod and hugs and kisses the Demus of Yaakov that's etched into the Kisei Kavod. He quotes from the Sefer Hechalos, which is a Kabbalistic Sefer. And this, this one also is also, that he quotes from the Shla, quotes from the Zara Kadosh, that on Motzei Shabbos, when the Nesham Yisera goes back into hiding for the rest of the six days of the week, so basically the Nesham comes in on Arab Shabbos and leaves on Motzei Shabbos. Well, when it leaves on Motzei Shabbos, it goes to do a report, gives a scouting report to the Beis and Shalmala. So the Zohar describes at length, very beautiful Lashonos, happy to share it with you if you'd like to see it inside, where the Zohar says to the Neshama, Nu, machidashta. Well, what were the chidushim that you said over Shabbos? Right? The Zohar Kadosh calls the Neshama Yisera a Talmud Chacham. So it's like, imagine that a Talmud Chacham comes to stay with you for Shabbos. Like, you get to spend Shabbos with, uh, with Rav Blau, so you're going to learn uh, new things. So your Neshami Sarah is like a Talmud Chacham comes to spend Shabbos with you. So then, uh, the question is, Nu Machidashta. Well, what, did the two, what, what did the two of you come up with? Nu. And so the Mishnah Brewer writes, Psak, that on Shabbos a person should try to come up with Chidush Torah. Because there's this Din V'Cheshvan after Shabbos. So they're going to ask the Neshama, like, what, is, what were you Machadish on Shabbos? And then he quotes from the Shla, that the Shla says, and if a person is not a Bar Hachi, meaning a person is not such a big Baal Chiddush, they weren't, it wasn't the Ratzon Hashem, if you only his Bar that Hashem is Mizgal of this type of thing to you, if you're not such a Baal Chiddush, so at the very least, the Shla says, you should learn something which is new to you. What does it mean, something which is new to you? Meaning, create this new chemical reaction. There's a Hischabros between your unique soul and the Torah. It creates this chemical reaction. And even though you're learning, you're not saying it in a new way, but it is new because it's, it's, it's you, even if you can't articulate it in anything fancy and new that someone's going to be like, oh, that's a good shot. But it's new because it's the, intera- it's, the, it's the interaction between your neshama and the Torah for the first time. And so you should learn something new, says the Shalat, at the very least. And that's just um, the reason that sparked this idea is because if we learn the Torah, so then we're magdil the Torah. If we say a chiddish, mikol, that's the mikol shikain. I'm just trying to explain the mikol shikain. Why is this a kol shikain? Why is this a kavachomer? Kol shikain, if a mechadish Torah in a way which is explicitly new, which is explicitly new that nobody ever said this before, so then kol shikain, bevada hagdala Torah mamish, but or kafel, then it's doubly, why is it doubly new? Because it is explicitly a new idea that now that I come up with this new idea, then what? If I say Torah, which is new, not only to, it's new to my own soul, it's a first-time interaction between this particular Pasuk or Maimar Chazal and me, but rather I come up with a new thing that no one's ever said before, then why is that an or kuffle? No? Because now that, because now you can also learn my Chiddush, and you can interact with that, and now it's an or kuffle. Now I've said something new. If, 
if I didn't say something which is explicitly new, so then there's no new Mimer Chazal here. There's no new generated Torah that could then bounce off of your soul and your soul. Because what I'm going to say, I learned Bereshit Baral Kim If I just say Bereshit Baral Kim then the, only, the maximum that's going to happen is you're bouncing off of this old Pasuk. But if I say a new Pshat in Bereshit Baral Kim then you can bounce off of the simple interpretation and also my interpretation, which is a new or kuffel. It's exponential because now it could bounce off of not only my relationship with Bereshit Baral Kim but my explanation of that now with all of your souls, in addition to your explanation of that, and it just becomes an infinite. That's, the, that's part of the infinitude of Torah. Where are we holding? What time is it? 6.19. Wouldn't um, everything need to be like Bafal? So, therefore, learning on your own, or even on Shabbos, where you can't really necessarily remember it later on. How is that bringing it up with so I'll share, share, just because you asked, I'll share something unbelievable with you. Unbelievable. There's a stira in the Shulchan Arach, seeming, seemingly a stira. It's brought as a stira in the poskim. Um, between where the Shulchan Arach says that when I wake up in the morning, it is um, permissible to think so actually, Machlok is between the Shulchan Aruch and the Grah. Shulchan Aruch thinks it's, a, it's permissible to think Torah without making Birchus Torah. You had an amazing dream, you don't want to forget it. Chiddush and Torah in your dream, and you don't want to forget it, but you didn't say Birchus Torah yet, so you can keep thinking of it over and over and over and over again. It's not a problem. According to Shulchan Aruch, the Grah thinks it's not allowed, based on, because it's based on, what is the word? Vihigisa bo yomam valaylamin. That's the Machlokas. Vihigisa, haga, could mean hegyon, Right? Hegyon li bi. something that happens in your heart. That's the Pasuk of the Gra even quotes. Hegyon li bi. So you see from there, you don't have to actually say it. Even hegyon li bi, if you're thinking it in your heart and in your mind, that's already the hegyisavo yom valayla, which is the, that's Talmud Torah. So you, you need to make a, that's the Gra. Forget about that. Shulchan says no bracha on hir hurei Torah. Hegyisavo yom valayla. Only on dibor. Only when you speak Torah, you have to, you have to say virchaz Torah. However, a few ifim later, the Shulchan Aruch writes that if you write Torah, though, even if you don't speak it, you don't have to make. You, you do have to make birchas Torah. You do have to make birchas Torah. So the poskim say, wait a minute. He said, you don't. If you think it but you don't speak it, then you don't have to make birchas Torah. Implication is it's only speaking that generates it. But then. The Shulchan Aruch says, if you write it but don't speak it, so then speaking is not, meaning, which one is it? So it's not like the craziest steer in the world, but it's still brought as a steer. So the Mishnah Berurah quotes from those who are in between the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah Berurah and says that there are two ways to resolve this. Either thought, there's no cheftza shal Torah for the bracha to be chalon. It's a very lamdisha way of thinking about it. There's not a cheftza of Torah. There's, it's happening in your consciousness. But there needs to be a chefza of Torah that you're, you know? I guess that would be an interesting, like, like what if you're, like, studying, you're not thinking it, you're, like, reading it off of a book. Maybe that, would that be different? Maybe that would be, a, maybe Hegel Nibi, maybe that's a way to resolve the steer of the Shulchan Aruch and the, and I'm not getting to this right now, it's not, not halachish here. And uh, it's not, it's not chefza, there's no chefza of Torah to make the bracha on. Okay? There's another question of whether Ksiva is Kedibor Dami. That's a whole sugi and shas, whether Ksiva is Kedibor Dami. Maybe Ksiva is considered like Dibor. 
That's what the Mishnah Berurah says. If Salvechik writes in an essay, I believe it's in one of the, I mean, he, I think he said it first. I think it's one of the Shirim, the Zechra Abhori. One of the Shirim that he gave for his father's Yerzeit. And then it was written up in the Sefer Shirim, the Zechra Abhori. I believe that's where it's first found. Rav Salvechik says, he proves based on the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvos. The Rambam writes in Sefer Mitzvos that the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is Lilmod Ulilamed. Now, if you just read that Stam, so you think that he means that like there's a mitzvah to teach and there's a mitzvah to learn. Rav Salavichik understood, based on this Rambam, that the Rambam felt that learning Torah in a way where it is not where other people are not capable, and in light of this, Rav Cook, it's like, unbelievable. What an amazing way of reading this. That Torah is not fully, you're not doing the full, you're not doing the lichat mitzvah of Talmud Torah unless you're doing it in a way that in theory, someone can learn from it. So based on this, Rav Salavichik resolves this tira. He says, we know from the poskim that you don't make a bracha if you're not doing the mitzvah in the lechatchila way. If you're doing a mitzvah in a bidyeved way, and you know it's bidyeved, but it's shasad chak, and you're not doing it lechatchila, like for example, bidyeved, there are those who would say that if you don't have a kezayis of matzah, then eating even erkaz chatzishir is asr Torah. If you even eat chatzishir, it's asr Torah. So chatzi mitzvah also has a certain quality to it. However, we can't make a bracha on it because you're not really doing the mitzvah in a lechatchila way. I believe that's the only example that he brings. So he says, learning Torah in a way where no one else can learn from it is learning Torah in a bidi evid way. Therefore, it doesn't get birchus Torah because you only make a bracha of birchus mitzvah when you're doing something in a lechatchila way. Now, if I'm sitting in a room by myself and I'm saying the words out loud, then in theory, somebody could overhear it and benefit. Even if no one is actually there, but the fact that someone could learn from it is sufficient that I am doing mitzvah in the, in the uh, matbeah of how the, the mitzvah ought to be done. And this resolves the stereos of Sir right? Because if I'm thinking Torah, then no one has access to it until Google figures out how to hack the mind, right? So if I'm thinking Torah, so no one can learn from it, therefore it's not lechatchil away, therefore I don't make a bracha, says Rav Salvechik. But if I'm writing it, so then someone who, 500 years after I'm already out of the world, somebody can still read my book. So if I write Torah, then even though I haven't said the words, but someone in, in theory can still learn from it, and therefore it gets to Torah because it's doing it in the optimal way. So that's also part of the reason why we learn Torah out loud. We say it with our, with our mouths. It's not just thinking the, the Torah. That's the way Rav Salvechik explained it. And therefore, right, this addresses your, your nakuda. That like only if you say it out loud, you're really being kind. And, but, and even if someone is not there, the fact that theoretically someone could learn from it, that is the mohus of Torah lishma can only be done if I'm doing it in the most lechatchila way, which is to do it in a way that other people can learn from it also, which increases exponentially the sum total of Torah that exists in the world. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the teaching. Mitzvah Shem, Os we will continue with next time.